Hello and welcome to I Got That One, a University Challenge Appreciation Podcast presented by me, Tom, and me, Yvonne. And the time has come to say goodbye yet again. Now it's time to say goodbye. Yes, that's just what I said. I was referencing a, <laughs> a thing that you don't know, so never mind. Okay, well, yes, um, it's time to say goodbye to Birkbeck University. I'm sure a big fan favorite, definitely one of our favorites. Yeah. It's one of those where there was so much promise the first time we watched them, absolutely decimates Reading. Yeah. And yes. then and know, then become, you know, one of the highest scoring, well, the highest scoring team in this competition in this series. Exactly. It looked like they really had it together. They had good team efficiency mm. and nice breadth of knowledge. Mm. Outstanding but, individual players. For sure. And then I don't know what happened coming into the quarterfinals, yeah, but you know, against been... Morden, okay, maybe a bit of a rough day, who knows? But again, yeah, again yeah, this time. Yeah, I'm not sure what didn't quite work this time mm-hmm. round because I think we were very clear that we thought that uh, this was where we were going to say goodbye to Strathclyde. Yeah, but uh, it looks like um, Strathclyde have one more chance, uh, one to last uh, gasp of air before. Yeah, but they definitely proved themselves to be the better team. This For sure, time. absolutely, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, they were definitely the better team this time round. Yeah, but and and you know, sending home one of the strongest players um, that we've seen this competition, absolutely. I think Williams. that's commendation as well. You have to look at the stats and realize just how much of a when you look at the two teams on paper, there seems to be a really big disparity between the two. Yeah. Because Bergberg have managed to accumulate 640 points over the course of Which their Which is mad, insane, games. crazy. Compared to Strathclyde, who managed to get 440. That's a 200-point difference. Yeah, I mean, 400 obviously is excellent, but... Yeah, know, it's better than what I would achieve, for sure. Yeah, but, but then still. to be up against a team that has got 600, I mean, that's a whole different league, I think. Yeah, and you know the match that Strathclyde won to get through past yeah. the second round was against Manchester, and that was an exceedingly low-scoring match. Yeah. So... There was really this kind of feeling of, I'm not sure. Do they have what it takes to yeah. beat Birkbeck of all people? Yeah, right? was it because they had a lucky streak against Manchester who were very clearly not working well together? And yeah. the uncharitable view would be that there was something similar happening here. But I think, actually, mm. we did show where there are strengths with the Strathclyde team. For sure. And I would say that the way that they're able to buzz in mm. is where the strength lies, for yes, sure. definitely. Especially Welsh has proven he... Well, just stand out. He's one of those ones where you have to keep an eye out. Yes, on him yes. Because definitely he's that kind of player where you don't really think about a lot. Because it's not like your Michael Cones or your O'Connors. Yeah. Where it's, you know, front and center, think about it because he's on the end and suddenly just, yeah. oh, by the way, I know a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. In so in fact, if you look at the stats for, for this match, they're mm-hmm. pretty surprising. So we'll get to that later in our stats corner. Ooh, is that a tease for stats corner? In- it is indeed. Ooh, I feel very teased. Ooh, stay on, please. Oh, let's move on from this uh, rather troublesome <laughs> line of dialogue. Yeah, so with the final score of 105 to Birkbeck and 135 to Strathclyde, it's not really a huge gap. And there were at least um, two times this match that uh, Birkbeck caught up, or very almost caught up. Yeah, and in fact, they had a chance to take the lead. At the la- in the last five minutes. But it showed that they didn't. One of their weaknesses yeah. seems to have been a lot of more science-based stuff, specifically the mm. names of famous mathematicians. Mm. And look, I'm not going to say that, oh, you don't know your mathematicians, <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. Of course, I don't know any of these names either, but it is a very common question in University Challenge. Yeah. And so it'd be something where you'd think that this would be part of your preparation yeah. when it comes up to game days. And I don't know w- what it was, but there was definitely something to where I feel like Buckbeck weren't as sharp as we've seen them be in the past. No, no. Because... 
only Taylor and Williams buzzed in correctly. Yes. Uh, Clark, we didn't hear anything from... Yeah, well, Clark did try twice, but yeah. both times was... It felt very much like it was a stab in the dark. Yeah, and Mutio not at all. Yeah, I mean, Mutio was a bit involved in the uh, bonus rounds, mm. but other than that... But I remember in past matches, he buzzed in a fair amount of times. He was one of the stronger players, yeah. honestly. And we did say that, you know, one of Bergbeck's big strengths was that all four of them really brought something to the yeah. table. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think it's just circumstances. It was just a bad day. But then, you know, we've seen them this match as well as the previous one um, not really performing up to expectations. So it could just be that combination of different factors. It could be all sorts of things. I mean, yeah. we have to remember this is a mature team because Buckback is purely for postgrads and for working individuals. Yeah, and then especially after a lag um, caused by the pandemic, it might have just killed some of the momentum. Possibly. Yeah. It, could, it could just be that they didn't have enough time to prepare properly. Mm. Um, also, this is an interesting thing I noticed. After the match, uh, you know how the camera pans over the, the two teams yeah. to see what they're doing afterwards. Yeah. Uh, the Shreffler team were you know, chatting amongst themselves, I guess, talking about their match. Yeah. Whereas Birkbeck, and this is something they've done with every single match. They don't really talk to each other, just kind of <laughs> just sit there basking a little bit. Yeah. I get the feeling that they don't really... Um, in, know each other or yeah. are friends maybe you know outside of classes yeah i think that's very likely possibly i mean you don't need to be friends with your teammates obviously but i think it helps with team dynamic it does definitely help with the level of trust kind of thing yeah Yeah. that's why i think the durham team works very well because it's very clear they have a good rapport same with the daniel team and many of them in fact many of the younger teams it's very clear that they do hang out outside of of classes yeah well of course you have more free time when you're a younger student obviously yeah and interact probably more on social media for sure for sure well anyway but yeah let's not psychoanalyze too much i think we'll just have to reiterate and say uh Bergbeck did a phenomenal job like yeah. every team we've made it to the quarterfinals yeah really sad to see him go especially yeah. since they were the last mature team in the competition yeah I know I was, I was really rooting for at least one of the mature teams to yeah. make it through at least to the semis so well there'll always be next season who yeah. knows mm-hmm. it's always nice when you have these kind of universities do well yeah because it proves it's that a very you... feel good story isn't it <laughs> yeah it also proves you don't need to be you know, going to an Oxbridge team when you're 19 yeah. or 20 to make it in university challenge. Of course, yeah. That's a story I like to, you know, focus on. Same. These kind of things. Now, I think we should talk about Strathclyde a little bit more. Yeah. So, very well to, done to them. Absolutely. Good performance. But this was not a storming showing from them. Yeah, so obviously they were much better than Birkbeck on starter questions. Yep. But again, I think they took a bit of time on the bonuses. A bit of time. <laughs> a fair amount of time. Okay, I'm, I love you guys, but you need to find a way to be slightly more... Efficient, efficient when it comes to your um, discussions. Yeah. I feel like there was one bonus question where they spent a full minute <laughs> on one of those questions. Yeah, was it the one on contiguous countries or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and I don't know. I think it's fine in the, in a game where you're leading, but before too long, if you slip up and you let the other team get some momentum, yeah, because you could be left in the dirt. You need it, to be a bit more... You know, yeah, because Maudlin is coming, Warwick is coming, Imperial is coming. Oh yeah, no, if you are matched against Warwick and oh. any opportunity... <laughs> I'm not sure because actually I think they're facing Maudlin in uh, the yeah, last one next time yeah. and we know what Lawson is like Ooh. if you let um, <laughs> Maudlin get a bit of a trail yeah they 
he becomes a different man. <laughs> I know, and I'm really looking forward to that that matchup. That'll be interesting, yeah. Yeah, but I think Strathclyde showed again that every single one of the team are very strong in their own right. Absolutely. So Welsh, obviously, but Whittle, um, Curran, and Star Marshall, obviously, all very knowledgeable in their various fields, and they work together pretty well as well. It's yeah. just that I think bonuses could be done a lot quicker. Uh, but other than that, I think you know, like I've said before, I think they are a team that is very steady they are maybe not the most highest scoring but they come through somehow that's true and you know a win is a win no matter which way you look at it but at the same time it doesn't fill me with great confidence especially since there were at least three starter questions where neither team scored any points yes and i think there were more maybe four or five yeah yeah. in fact there was a point where welsh (laughs) lost five points two times in a row Mm. and you know, thankfully for Strathclyde Birkbeck, we're not able to capitalize on that yes, because yes. against another team, that would be a death sentence. Yeah, fair enough. So I feel like you can't just rely on your starter game. You yeah. need to be much faster and also more accurate in mm. your bonus uh, answers as well. Mm. Yes, yeah, so that's enough time analyzing these teams. Shall we go into some questions? There were some pretty funny questions. Uh, I wouldn't say funny, but there were some interesting questions. Yes. I liked the first bonus set that Bugbeck get uh-huh. because that was very interesting. It was about questions relating to the French revolutionary calendar. Oh, yeah. Because very briefly during the French Revolution, they adopted their own calendar mm. as opposed to the Gregorian one because yeah. of ties to monarchy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I was able to get two of those three correct. Very good. Uh, the only one I didn't get right was because I don't know the French for fog. Mm. Umar, I think. Oh, okay. But, you know, because I know my Napoleonic history, I was able to... Oh. Came in handy somehow. Somehow, how dare you? <laughs> this is a very vital life skill. Of course it is. Knowing exactly when Napoleon was crowned emperor and what year Robespierre was uh, beheaded. How how have you survived? Quite well, actually. <laughs> okay. I also like the question on the Dunning-Kruger effect. Because yeah. are you knowledgeable if you know it? Or are you? do you know just how much you don't know if you know it? Yes, because it's two separate studies, right? It was Dunning <laughs> and then Kruger did two separate studies. And their names got joined together yes, for, for the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you become more uh, insistent Unsure about something. yourself the more you know, actually. And then the reverse is true. Where if you don't know very much, you become very sure, convinced in your uh, knowledge. Exactly. So it's a very meta uh, type of question for university challenge it is absolutely <laughs> especially since uh, I'm sure way... everyone suffers from Dunning-Kruger here yeah and I think the way Welsh responded also was pretty because you were like Dunning-Kruger <laughs> perfect perfect absolutely brilliant and then we have a return of the uh, you know two answers where the first last three letters is the same as the start yes. of Dark three letters of the second one. Yes, that. I think I explained that correctly. Uh-huh. But this time it was for uh, titles of uh, bits of arts, mm-hmm. which I thought was quite fun. Yeah. Because before it was, I think, countries, then in capitals. Yes, yeah. So it's nice that they're seeing variations of this um, particular thing. And I think it works very well in University Challenge because it rewards mm. both a little bit of knowledge, but also deductive reasoning. Deduction, yeah, indeed. So it was nice to see that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, picture rounds... Um, Another interesting one. This mm. was... Winner of tennis championships. Yes. Yeah. Without the years that they were won. Yeah. So, so you that just was to see their record. It was really fun watching Strathclyde work that out. Mm. Uh, because they, I think they had a few names in mind. They just had to corroborate um, to see if that person had indeed won that many US um, Opens or whatever else. And they actually did pretty well on that. Yeah, that's good. And... Andy Murray was not one of the answers, but it'd be very easy to find him because yeah. it'd be everything apart from Wimbledon would be at the very <laughs> end. Yeah, exactly. I also really liked 
the bonus question, one of the ones that went to Birkbeck, which was um, flowers and elements in the periodic table with one letter removed. Oh, yeah. So geranium and germanium, gallium and allium, things like that. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, and then yeah. europium and opium. Yeah. Which was quite fun. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I think, also, again, uh, knowledge plus deduction. And yeah. also the one which we kind of admonished Trevor a little bit about taking too long, yeah. which is countries that share contiguous borders, borders where the capitals start with the same letter. Yeah. Because that, again, is like I was talking about with the other one where it rewards you know, the little bit of knowledge, but also being able to deduce something. Yeah. And unfortunately for Strathclyde, they went down a bit of a rabbit hole saying, <laughs> okay, so uh, is it Quito? What's the number? Because Q is like, obviously there's not three or four countries which have a capital with the letter Q as a capital. Yeah. Like start with B's or C's or L's. Yeah, so again, no. being more efficient in, in conferring. Yeah. yeah. But they were able to get the one in uh, Mali. That was very impressive. Yeah, I think they got about two out of three of those bonuses. Yeah. yeah, so the, one the Eastern in, European one. The Eastern European one, I think, is a bit easier because... Yeah, that was, at least for, for kind of Slovakia, Hungary, Romania, that's immediately obvious. But then it was that question was about four. Yeah, so, they had so to what's name the fourth, a fourth one? country. Yeah. yeah, And I read someone on Reddit say they were able to answer it because they know mm-hmm. that a Danube runs for three of those countries. Yes. And uh, it's the same capital. Uh, yeah, and I think countries. you kind of tend to think of these three countries together also. Well, time. they have a lot of shared history. Exactly. You yeah. know, uh, Hungary and Bulgaria, Romania, Serbia. They've all been, have a similar... Put together uh, and broken apart many times. Yes, and they have a shared hatred of the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, of course. Which is still like to talk about today sometimes. They do, they do. For reasons. Anyways. Anyways. swiftly on. Okay, sure. One last question I want to mention, then we can move into Stats Corner. Yeah. I really enjoyed the bonus at the very end, which was about Japanese history. Yeah. And I really, really well felt for James. Yes. Whittle, because he answered with a fair certainty. Yes. But it was just the wrong one. Mm. Because, like, you know, what is the title of a landholder if yeah. you go to Japan? And yeah. he said, Shogun no Daimyo, because Shogun was the overall title. Yeah, so very close, though. Very close. It's easy to see how you could get uh, confused. Mm-mm. But... No, they did quite well. But they, yeah, they got um, Tokugawa. And they would have gone uh, Ido right as well. They had that, right? Just too late. It's just the gong went just before they were able to answer. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. There weren't a lot of amazing... Also, just there weren't a lot of questions for stop. We mm. didn't see very many. Yeah, I mean, I have to also mention uh, the terrible music round, the terrible guesses from both teams on the music round. Oh, I think <laughs> that uh, Strathclyde got two of the three bonuses right. They did, yeah. But the starter was hilarious. You could see the moment where Whittle just decides to go ahead with Rihanna. Yeah. Because he's just laughing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Rihanna, even though he knows it's not correct. <laughs> yeah. I, but Not I feel even like, close, my friend. But I feel like it's slightly closer than Lady Gaga. Um, yeah, maybe. But whatever. <laughs> but that was pretty fun. It was quite cool to hear the music of Cole Porter being kind of retaked with uh, more modern musicians. Yes. Cole Porter's a fascinating musician. Mm, why? Very tragic backstory mm. with a lot of sadness in his music. Oh, okay. And you've probably heard a lot of his music uh, in the past, but not from him. It was, yeah. it was often re-recorded. Yeah. So stuff like Don't Fence Me and it's a very tragic story. Yeah, actually, I was kind of to expecting Mutio to kind of get the music round because I remember in a previous match he did really well on music. Bonus. But that's the thing, he's big on his jazz. Yeah, so he was really good at on the jazz questions but maybe this is not really his genre. But Possibly yeah. not. Anyway, so anyway. time to move on to some stats. Some stats. So like I said at the beginning, some very surprising stats. So in fact, Birkbeck got 
far more bonuses than Strathclyde did. Yeah. Yeah, so they actually got 80% of their bonus questions wow. correct compared to just under half uh, by Strathclyde. But then obviously where Strathclyde got the edge was on their starter questions. So they got 9 out of 15 starter questions, whereas Birkbeck only managed 5 out of 12 Ooh, that's brutal. Yeah, but then, you know, like like you said, uh, when it came to bonuses, Birkbeck definitely was, was a bit more efficient, a lot better. Mm. Uh, but I guess they just should have been a little bit faster on the buzzer. A little bit faster on the buzzer. And also, in 9 out of 15 for starters, that's... I mean, it's not not very high. That's not going to cut it against teams <laughs> which are getting 14, 15. Yeah. Which is what we've seen in just a few episodes ago. Yeah. So, um yeah, but then, you know, Strathclyde having come back, well, twice and one more time now in order to guarantee a spot in the semis, they're also going to go in with a lot more practice than some of these other teams that have just been sailing through, like Warwick, for example. And we've yeah. seen how having practice can be a bit beneficial. So That's true. We did see Imperial benefit from uh, the practice. Yeah, yeah. So sure. I'm actually, you know, I think we, we might see um, good performance from Strathclyde going forward. Well, we'll have to wait and see for two weeks from now. Yeah. So I think it's now time to really talk about <laughs> the most important parts. The most anticipated. And I think, you know... Best dressed, by the way, yeah, in case you were wondering. <laughs> James, my man, you yeah, won it again. Again, best dressed to Whittle with his woolly brown jacket. Yeah, I thought that was very nice. And <laughs> I really like what he's done with his hair. I think it just I know, it really complemented the entire look. Yeah, exactly. Very, uh, yeah, kind of rock star-esque I know, vibes. right? Yeah. yeah, especially the glasses. Definitely, there's that certain kind of Buddy Holly-esque vibe going yeah, on. Yeah, you're a rock star with a PhD kind of vibe. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Uh, and I'd say that um, <laughs> Karen and Welsh also do yeah, well. Yeah. Star Marshall, I'm a little disappointed in you. <laughs> Why? Because he used to wear, you know, a proper shirt with a tie, and now he's wearing a t-shirt. Oh, like, come on, man! We know you're better than this. Next time, next time, we've got time. another chance. And also, always a special mention for Mutio for just being, yes, a, a, you know, a very well put together man. For sure, for sure. I'm kind of sad that uh, Williams has no longer is wearing a pink shirt. Oh, okay. He went for black this time round. Okay, yeah. You know, I'm glad that uh, we're seeing. <laughs> People, you know, putting a little bit more effort uh, on their TV appearances. Yeah, we're getting so close to the finals. I know. Right? Oh, it's just... You can smell it. Yeah. Oh, it smells a bit, mm. a bit iffy. <laughs> yeah, we now have the last two quarterfinal matches to look forward to. So it's first going to be Imperial versus Durham. Yes, indeed. Followed by Strathclyde versus Modlin. Yes. Ooh. So are we brave enough to do more predictions or have we learned to uh, hold I mean, our tongue? clearly all of our predictions has just fallen apart. Not all of them. We knew Warwick were going through. Yeah, but so many others. I mean, I yeah. think I expected Open University to make it to the final, oh, but it was yeah. very quickly proved wrong. So. Exactly. So just, you know, whatever we say, take it with a, a heap of salt. You Absolutely. Know? Don't listen to us, really. So, I have said a few times in the past that I'm not sure if Strathclyde have what it takes to get through, but they've proven (laughs) me wrong twice now. Exactly. So, So, you want to change your mind a little bit about them? I don't know. So, we'll just see. Maybe Maudlin uh, will not be able to utilize their... um, Yes. High stress uh, play to um, yeah, yeah. make it through. More interesting is the 
Durham Imperial match is going yeah. to be very, very hard for us to watch. Because we're going to have to say goodbye to at least one of them. And I think they're also quite fan favorites. I don't think I'm ready to say goodbye to either of them. Yes, but, uh, you know, we'll have to. So we have to be prepared for that. So yeah. next week, um, we're going to be maybe a bit sad on our episode. I'll be but... actively crying on no. this podcast. Okay. Well, uh, to cheer us up, you can always contact us on our socials. We have... What an amazing segment. Uh, My yes, God. I'm getting good at this. Yeah. So we're on Instagram as I got that one uh, on Twitter as IGTO and yep. you can also drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com fantastic and as always recommend us to your friends your family your, your pets. pets your enemies your teachers <laughs> your students unions give us a rating on the podcast player of your choice because yep. it helps with the algorithms do that mm-hmm. and continue to watch University Challenge yeah I would say mm-hmm. so thank you very much it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me